Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. How would it feel to go into 2022 feeling super laser-focused on the marketing goals you need to accomplish this upcoming year to make exponential growth? Well, if you're interested, I am hosting a marketing goals workshop on January 6th, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I am going to be holding your hand side by side to help you figure out exactly what needs to happen in order to achieve your wildest dreams next year. If you want to join me, reserve your spot in the show notes. I hope to see you there. I can't wait to learn about you and your business and all of the dreams you have for both. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. If you're listening to me in real time, we are there. We are at the end of the year, just a couple more weeks until we get to 2022, which absolutely is blowing my mind. But I have a question for you. Do you get really excited at the end of the year like I do? I've always been a person who adores goal setting. It's just something that gives me incredible joy. And I think it's because I'm a dreamer and I come actually from a very long line of dreamers as well. And what that has done is it's made it really easy for me to spend time with my ideas, to organize those ideas and put them into neat little goals, equipped with milestones and delegation plans and KPIs. But... What often happens as the weeks and the months pass during the year, I get completely distracted. I find myself flying further and further away from my plans, getting pulled in so many directions with new ideas popping popping up, it feels like every, (laughs) every week. Do you experience this like me? If so, you're not alone. Shiny object syndrome is actually a real thing. In fact, in the Inc. Magazine article, it said, That shiny object syndrome is a condition that afflicts millions of entrepreneurs each year. And what it is is instead of focusing on the big picture task that actually fuel growth, they, like me, get stuck being sidetracked by new projects and ideas and just going in the direction of whatever feels new and exciting at that time. So what I've been pondering uh, now during this year in advance of the goal setting session that I'll be having um, in this next couple of days is what is the cure for this distraction, right? We always go into it with the best of intentions. How can we really safeguard ourselves this year from being in that situation and cultivating laser focusedness, focusedness, is that even a word, right? Being, How do we cultivate being laser focused on what matters most and actually sticking to that plan? So I want to talk today about just that laser focus. And I have a couple books 
that I'm revisiting now in a, in anticipation of this yearly planning that are just excellent that I really recommend you picking up yourself if this is something that you find interesting. The first book is Essentialism by Greg McKeown, and he digs all into this topic. His research really supports the idea that less is actually more. And with a strong focus on what really matters, he's, his uh, hypothesis or his conclusion, his philosophy states that success is inevitable, right? And it, one quote from the book is, essentialism is not about how to get more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. And us as women, I think, fall into this idea that we could do everything. We could have everything. We could be everything, right? And the idea of pruning things down and getting really laser focused, for me at least, doesn't seem as natural as just saying yes to everything, right? I think that's sort of the people pleaser inside me. Um, but I think that modern work culture really lends itself to praising us for saying yes, for uh, taking on all the things. And I think there's like a guilt or shame around setting up boundaries and saying no, right? We feel like we need to be available 24-7 and take everything on, say yes to everything with a go-getter attitude. But there comes a point where that's just not actually um, possible or useful. Another great book on this topic is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, he states, things don't matter equally. Success is found in doing what matters most. So this is what we're going to talk about today, right? How do we figure out what does matter most? And how do we go into our goal planning for 2022 focused on the very small number of tasks that's going to move the needle, right? And by small, I'm, th I'm thinking, I'm, I'm talking one or two. And I think it's not uncommon. Um, and there's a lot of other, you know, goal setting experts that would say, okay, four, five, six goals, but I'm, I would love to, to look at a world where the next year is focused on just one, just one goal. And so what I gleaned from these books that I mentioned and these quotes is that, you know, we are certainly not alone with feeling overwhelmed by options and priorities. And the first place you can make some real progress to understand what truly matters is during this goal planning time, right? Setting yourself up for success. So I I'm interested in if, if you've experienced this before. On the teams that I've worked with, there's always this great intention during goal planning um, to present ideas to the team, right? If you're kind of working in an executive leadership team or just with any kind of team, right? The idea is that you're presenting your goals and then collaboratively you're presenting them. Part of the reason is to kind of check each other and to prune them down. Ideally, that's what should be done when you're really sharing your goals is that, you know, outside a perspective, other departments or other people can sort of take a, like help you take a double tap, right? Double click on, okay, is that really essential? Or do you understand how much effort that's going to take to actually accomplish X, Y, and Z, right? Um, pruning down to actually the essentials of what needed and must get done should be a function of these planning sessions, right? 
But it should come as no surprise that in my own in my own experience, the process of pruning doesn't actually happen. And and I think that this pruning process is actually not spoken a lot about in goal planning in general. And I think it's actually to everyone's detriment. So again, teams need to hold each other accountable to make sure that not one person or one department is taking on too much. And as the marketing person, I can say oftentimes there is a uh, misconception on how long it takes to do certain marketing things like uh, uh, doing a new website or doing a new logo and visual imagery or to you know execute partnerships. These things often takes a lot longer than we think. And actually talking to your team or talking to experts actually can help you understand much better what timeline should be. But if you're a team of one or just starting out, what this means is that you need to hold yourself accountable to making sure that, okay, your goals are proved down to the essentials and that you're being realistic in what can be accomplished. But let's, let's take a minute to think about this idea of pruning. Why is it so hard to prune down goals, right? Well, the, on, the entrepreneurs and their ambitious teams that I've worked in are usually in the pursuit of growth and greatness. And sometimes it's, it feels impossible to choose just one or two things in order to achieve those goals. After all, almost everything can always be improved. And this is really the problem, right? If you start to think thoughtfully about you know, what can make your business great, there's just endless possibilities, right? And I always think about, I think people always have really great intentions on like improving systems and, and uh, you know, these big projects like systems and data wrangling, things like that are these real big projects that actually are probably the most important for moving things forward. But because they're not like time sensitive, usually that those things don't like go on fire. They're oftentimes not done. But the point being is that because everything can almost always be improved, herein lies the problem, right? I don't want you to get stuck in that trap. So what I want for you today is to challenge you to think about that one thing you could accomplish this year that would change everything in your life and business. In the, in the book, The One Thing that I mentioned before, an idea that really stuck out to me, which Gary Keller repeated often, is that there exists one thing, one project, one deal, one product whose impact would be so great for you and your business that everything else would fall away. Like all the other projects and tasks would become irrelevant because you've accomplished your greater mission through doing that one thing. So I invite you to think, you know, what would that one thing be for you? Now, this is a marketing for startups podcast. So let's talk a little bit about marketing, right? How are we how do we determine our marketing goals? Now, when it comes to marketing goals, the one thing is usually to get more leads or paying customers. So since this is the most common goal, I'd like to offer some tools to help you prioritize your activity. So let's remember on the client value journey, the first step is attract right? If you're looking to get more leads or paying clients, the first step, this first step is is super necessary. Anything else you implement is pretty much worthless unless you have those eyeballs to actually consume whatever that activity or content is. So for example, you know, awesome content means nothing if no one's seeing it, right? 
A brand new website is irrelevant unless you have meaningful traffic. Launching a new product is a complete waste of time if you don't have clients to sell to. And I, I point out these three examples because these are things I think oftentimes that people go down a rabbit hole thinking, oh, if if I just have a new website or my my logos were better or whatever that that like build it and they would come, that more clients would come. But I'm here to tell you that I've worked with plenty of businesses that have had unbelievable success that didn't have a real website or like had really crappy, um, a really crappy brand. Like it just was ugly, right? Or a crazy, silly company name. Like these are the things that we can just get endlessly stuck on, but it's not the stuff that actually really matters most, right? You get the point. So attraction is key. And it really, of course, certainly fills this one thing criteria. So how do you attract new clients? Let's go down there for a minute. So the answer to that is really simple because there's only three ways to grow your audience. First one is paid advertising. Second, partnerships. And the third is SEO. It's basically it. Within those three categories, there's different variables, right? There's digital advertising. There's in real life advertising. Partnerships could also include, you know, affiliate things like that. But essentially that all falls into these three categories and that's it. So what do you do? You just have to choose your path. And the best thing to do is to review and reflect on the previous year, right? Spend some time in reflection. Where did you see signs of life in your business? Have you gotten clients through partnerships this year? Did you find some success with social media channels? If so, try turning that content that was so successful on social into paid ads. See how that goes. See how that increases, right? How about any blogs or written content, anything that really popped, right? Look through your whole calendar and begin to remember what you're working on each month. You can fish through your social media posts. You can dig through Google Analytics. Get a picture of what actually worked. Even if the impact seemed minimal, I'm telling you, every bit counts. It's a clue, right? It's a clue to where you should be going. And when you're just starting out, even one sale is extremely important. Analyze it. Where, where did it come from, right? How did it come into your world? Pay attention to the conversations you had with potential clients or customers. And what are some of the conclusions you can draw from your experience this past year? I really invite you to be thoughtful if we're, if we're looking at essentialism, right? Forget about checking email, forget about, you know, fishing around Instagram, whatever, clear your calendar and spend some real time looking through your previous year and reflecting. This is one of those major one thing activities that can shift everything. And again, a step that oftentimes people miss. They're looking ahead. They're running as fast as they can to try to, you know, go towards this better future, but you don't know. It's really hard to sort of plan where you're going unless you have some kind of idea of what's going to work, right? Otherwise you're just going to be wasting time. And again, I don't, um, recommend, especially with small team going a hundred percent into all three of these strategies, right? It, it takes an immense amount of support, um, you know, time, energy, uh, budget to do these three 
strategies extremely well. And in startup world, it just doesn't make sense to say that you do all of these things, right? You could you can do all of them in a minimal way, but you should be, you know, 80-20 rules should be focusing the majority of your time pursuing one of these strategies. So once you've gotten an idea of what worked, the next step is to double down on just that. How can you upgrade, test, or go all in on that particular thing? So if you're sitting here thinking, I have no idea what worked. I did everything. I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall or I'm discouraged. I'm just stirring out. I don't want to do. Don't worry. Okay. That's actually a good place to be. It's a good place to start because actually um, awareness is the first step in improving anything. So if you're kind of hearing this podcast and you're thinking like, oh man, I'm just like, I kind of have been doing everything and I'm kind of am just sort of throwing things around. Great. Now's the perfect time. You realized it. Now's the greatest time to make a change. So if you feel like you don't have enough data or just getting started, I invite you to commit to one of these strategies and go all in. Experiment. Test. This is, uh, uh, this is what you'll have to do in order to crack the code, right? And to be able to uh, really start making traction. And just choose one of the three strategies, the one that feels most aligned with your brand and the resources you have available to you. And then learn all about that strategy. Just like spend some time literally studying, right? At night, on your lunch break, whatever. Every waking extra minute, you know, listen to podcasts about that specific topic, whatever it may be. Just commit to being the best that you can in that particular area. And then this way you'll be able to have the data in the future and you'll you'll be able to continue to make exponential progress as you iterate and grow. But no one, um, no one knows how to do these three things, right? No one just naturally knows how to do them well. Even us marketers, we're always learning and growing. I'm constantly reading books and blog articles, doing trainings, getting certifications in these particular areas, right? And if you Um, That's if you're sort of handling the marketing yourself. If you have the team to do it, you know, hire the expert. You don't have to hire the expert in all three of these things. You know, you don't need an SEO expert and a partnership person to handle and, you know, someone to do paid ads. That maybe you don't have the budget for that, right? And even if you do, I would really invite you to not spread that budget across all three of those things and just double, triple, quadruple down on one of those strategies and be literally the best at that. If you're going to do ads, be the best at ads. Make the most creative, interesting, beautiful, clickable, enticing ads that ever existed on the face of the internet. (laughs) Like it will do you so much better than just mediocrely doing all three of those things. The last thing I'll leave you with is this. In the area of marketing, I feel like it is and can be so overwhelming and the fear of missing out is real. But regardless of which path you choose, I'm telling you, it really, it doesn't matter. If you feel guilt because your Instagram isn't amazing and you see all of these other businesses with killer Instagram, but you but you think that you can get a really good handle on Pinterest, do it. It's going to serve you so much better to hone in on what you could be the best at, right? 
or say, you know, you feel nervous because, you know, Facebook's your thing and you're intimidated by TikTok or Snapchat or whatever it may be, then double down on Facebook. Just double down and do the best you can. If you think you can have success on partnerships and, and, you know, don't stop your social media strategies, right? But, you know, keep that going the best you can, but be the best in the world at partnerships, right? And, you know, SEO, for example, if this is something where you're questioning, oh, should I, you know, of course you need to pay attention to SEO. You should be writing content, writing blogs, having new content on your website, right? But the difference is, is that, you know, what is the thing that you spend the most time on that you really, really double down on to be the best at? Because it can't be all three of those things. You can have other things trucking along in a minimal way, you know, minimal requirement, minimal dosage, but then all in on one thing. So I hope that helped. The idea is go in the direction that makes you feel spaciousness, right? Not just all the little projects that excite you. I want you to think about what is going to make you feel like, oh, wow, you know, like if I get this one thing done, if I can really nail this one thing, everything will change for me. And I'm going to commit to being the best in the world that I can be at that one thing. And I'm telling you, it may seem counterintuitive, but doing it that way is going to help you get to where you need to go much, much, much faster than doing all the things and burning out yourself or your team or just not striving for excellence. We're living in such a competitive landscape that doing things in a crappy way is just a waste of time. Strive for excellence. Strive to be the best that you can be. And honestly, that means taking on less, not more. So join me back here next week. We're going to be continuing to talk about goal setting and planning for the year ahead. Can't wait to see you back here next Thursday. Thank you. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.